Make, 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 make your minds, episode number two. Hey, hey, and hello, hello, and welcome to the Maker Mind Show. I'm Abby. And I'm Jerry. Bringing you today Blake and Bryce Leggett, co-founders of White Wing Label, the masters of the rugged, sophisticated leather and canvas goods. Thanks so much for being here with us today. I know you guys have been doing interview after interview, so we really appreciate you guys just sticking around and saving the best for last. <laughs> So let's get started with the question that everyone is wanting to know. How'd you guys learn how to sew? <laughs> uh, necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had we had um, some team members that knew how to sew. Um, I think the the complex sewing came a lot from uh, the research and development stuff we did with uh, the military industry. So. So yeah. it wasn't Mama teaching you? No, it, actually, I mean, if you want the real nitty gritty, it was Bryce. Bryce was tired of waiting around with <laughs> designs, concepts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Bryce just, um, you know, would see a stitch or a particular type of method or something like that and start replicating it, going after that. And uh, he, he's very bashful, but he went from, uh, <laughs> you know, young kid didn't know anything about sewing to now I think was a Grumman, Lockheed Martin. He designs and does cool. concepts for them. Uh, he won't tell you about that, so I have to say it. Yeah. Thanks. I yeah. appreciate that. Did you ever see yourselves doing that, like sewing professionally? No. Never. Never. No, he would have told me, like, there's no way that would happen. <laughs> I mean, what we were interested in is, was, the, like, uh, you know, the military work, the, the end user, like, how to bring that, you know, to fruition. But um, it's interesting because it, it, it's almost had a revolution within itself. Like, it's become a more masculine and, like, build your own kind of kit type stuff. It's nice to think that. that, isn't it? Uh, no, I know. <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. So, you graduated from tech, and both you guys, in 2009. No, gosh, no, no. no. Uh, just I, I did. Oh, okay. I went to Texas Too soon? Top uh, so, we did go. We got a house divided, yeah. Yeah. Divided <laughs> house. No. Gotcha. Well, yeah, so you graduated then, 2009, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the economy, you know, was pretty bad shot. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about how um, you couldn't find any jobs, and um, with Black & Decker, they, you couldn't even find a job selling microwaves and other appliances. So do you think that you still would have turned around and became an entrepreneur if you didn't have the economy the way it was? Oh, heck no. Well... I mean, we wouldn't have had, I, I think a lot of the, the startup of what we did was fueled by a little bit of anger. At, you know, why am I not good enough to hire? What is the deal? And I mean, even like I talk about in, on the story on the website, it's like we were told for 18 years, go to college, get a job, go to college, it's going to get you a job. We got to the end of the rainbow, we looked for the pot of gold and it wasn't there. Um, so honestly, we were a little mad about it and wanted to prove to somebody that we could do it. And... I mean, honestly, the answer is if the job would have been there, I don't think we would have been able to do this. We wouldn't have been inspired enough to do it. Right. And did it help that your other friends weren't getting jobs as well, or were you guys all like... Well, that was part just... of it, was a lot of a lot of our friends had well-connected families and things like that, so they were getting placed. Oh. And for us, I mean, we talked about our single mom and our story and like all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, and we just didn't have that component of... You know, being able to say, hey, Dad, can you talk to this friend about me getting a job here or whichever? Like, yeah, networking's not good for the good old boys. That's it. it. That's it. <laughs> We're too busy working at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, so y'all had it extra hard, you know? Yeah. Other people, they come out and it's hard, but y'all had, like, something, like a crutch added to y'all as well. 
Yeah, it was tough. I mean, it was, and that, but that's where the anger came from. That's where the inspiration. I hate calling it anger. I don't know. Animosity. Are you seeing counseling? Maybe or right. I need to talk about. But I think it's animosity, maybe or something, or just you know, tension. Turn into a chip on the shoulder and just being like, okay, like now let's now let's go do it for ourselves. But it taught us that we're gonna have to take it into our own hands. So do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier in CEO Chapel, you mentioned that white the white wing label cares for its workers because in return they'll care for the business. So how what are some things that White Wing Label does to show gratitude? Like why'd y'all hold them up to such a high standard? Did you have a dictator as a boss when you were earlier, when you were younger? <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, uh, we've talked about this before, like how do we have such great people that work there? Um, it kind of migrated organically. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure we've had 30 or 40 people actually pass through White Wing, um, but the 15 that we ha we have now. Um, they all started the floor. They all started sewing or something like that. Um, and it's almost one of those deals where if they could keep up with us, if they were as committed to the company, the brand, the mentality, I mean, it, it, it kind of became their own company as well. Um, and so they cared about it as much, probably, you know, some days more than us. Like, and that's what got us through wow. was the days when I just wanted to be like, I can't do it anymore. I had them to back us up. Um, yeah. and get the get it to the end of the day, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, we gave them the we gave them just enough of uh, the reins to uh, to go out there and feel like they're making an impact. We said mm -hmm. our biggest deal was if you're gonna make a mistake, make it at 100 miles an hour. Like, just you yeah. know, please don't get a suit or you know <laughs> lose too crazy. But I mean, go out there and, and do what you do best. Um, and so in doing that, I think people enjoyed that, and it really. I think they latched on to that, going back to the former mm -hmm. question, like us against the world mentality. And so oh, okay. that kind of made us all a cohesive unit. Yeah. yeah, so in a work environment like that, um, have there been too many conflicts or what are some bad things that have happened there, if any? Um, man. I, think, I, mean, I mean, I think a lot of times that we, we <clears throat> I guess we squeezed a lot out of our employees, I mean, especially in a growing company. Mm -hmm. um, Fourth quarter is always the busiest and... Right. Being up there till one in the morning was not un unorthodox. Um, but if you can get in the trenches with them and show them you're you're giving all you can, um, yeah. they they do, they give it right back to you. So and especially yeah, all especially all the leadership there. Um, everybody has hit their breaking point before. I have, Bryce has, um, Liza, Eloy, all of our managerial team, all that. Mm -hmm. But the best thing they did for us was nobody did it at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Like it was always, and everybody was always able to pick up the other one and just say, all right, you're yeah. there, like, keep going, you know, you go home, we got it from here. And then they would come in and start over the next day and right. So after that 36 hours of sewing that I heard about with uh, your team, like, did they hear about it? And were they like, man, like Bryce, you're the man for doing this? Well, yeah, like, I mean, a lot, they, they were a big part of it too. I mean, I just knew it was my fault if it didn't get delivered. Yeah. And we had a hard delivery, so I think they really appreciate it, and I think, I, I try and do that every day, though, give them everything we can. I think they respected that, you know, we're sitting yeah. there, and I mean, honestly, Bryce did 36, like, I mean, we would just, we would say, we'll pay you overtime, but we didn't say, like, you have to be here until the close, and they, you know, God. Bryce was the end game guy, mm -hmm. um, but uh, them kind of coming in the next morning and be like, 
What time did you get yeah, up this morning? Like, how did you handle that? Why is your eye twitching? Yeah, exactly. Oh, but that that was a big moment for them to see that and be like, this place does not joke around. Yeah. When I heard that, I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Not going to apply there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, are there any employees that just like set an example there? Is there something that a certain employee does that just makes it more enhanced or more productive for y'all? Oh, man. Uh, our girl, Eliza. I mean, she's a hub. Like, she's, uh, she started as a sewer. Uh, I mean, dude, I get choked up thinking about, like, everything she did for us. I mean, she started as a sewer on the most basic machine, worked her way up, um, you know, probably had someone I can even, I don't know who they were before her, um, but either quit or, you know, we let them go or something like that, needed somebody in the interim, and she was one of those that was like, well, you know, she... I think she had a little bit of a chip on her shoulder, like she's like, I'm, I'm as good as anybody else that works in an office job or something like that. And she really approached it with, a, if I don't know it today, I will tomorrow, you know, or something like yeah. that. And as those things started clicking through, you started realizing how much you could give, or put on her plate and get her, you know, to, to take care of things to where now every retail store that we do business with knows Liza. Like oh, they wow. know her name. They would call and they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to talk to Bryce. <laughs> they want to talk to Liza. What's her um, position now? Gosh, I don't even know what we call it. I mean, Superwoman. It is. I mean, I call her the hub, but I mean, uh-huh. she's shipping, receiving, QC, uh, a little bit of uh, what is it? Uh, human resources. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's everything. And so everybody knows. If you, and I tell people a lot of times, I'm like, if you want an answer, like come to me. Like I'll give you one. But if you want the right answer, go to her. <laughs> like and yeah. that's. I mean, that's the way it works because she knows. And she just tracks everything and knows everything in the shop, where products are moving, going, who's and who's mad. That's the biggest thing. Like who's waiting on their shipment and like how do mm-hmm. I get them happy, you know, and all that. So she touches everything in the shop. She does. She literally <laughs> Oh wow. When it comes in and it goes out, she sees it, touches it, knows where it's at. Yeah, it sounds like y'all created a pretty decent work environment. What, what was going through y'all's mind when y'all sold the company? Was there regret? I know uh, you touched on that in CEO Chapel, but yeah. That was hard, man. It was, I mean, yeah, because it becomes your baby. I mean, it, it becomes it becomes your life. I mean, mm-hmm. you, th- you think that the band comes out when you stroke that pen. You yeah. think, you know, the people start pouring champagne and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I'll never <laughs> forget the guy uh, that purchased it. Um, came up to Eden. We signed the paperwork, said a few handshakes, or did a few handshakes, exchange of hats, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And they took off, and that was the quietest I've ever, I've ever heard that shop. It was like 7 or 8 o'clock in the afternoon, or in the evening, I guess. And Bryce and I just sat in the shop. And, I mean, you you start looking around at things that you had, you know, had been there for six years and collected dust, your first bag you built, your first all this stuff. And, I mean, that was tough. And I think we sat up there until midnight, like, just being like, wow, it's over. And you tear shed? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Do you want to talk about that? No. <laughs> yeah, no one's seen. no. no. No, it was, it was hard, though, because it becomes your baby. It becomes your life. And I think that's a true part of success with being an entrepreneur is really embodying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting, too, to think about the other babies that are coming along. Right. Right. Yeah, right. So after the company, exactly, you're going to yeah. be giving birth to some new great ideas. Oh, Bryce says we got to take a break for a little bit at least. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maybe a day, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. So. so speaking of Bryce, this yeah. next question is pointed to you because Blake's been in the spotlight, <laughs> in the spotlight. <laughs> oh, a lot goodness. of it. So... 
Word on the street is you're the man design, and <laughs> I was wondering just how do you even come up with all these great designs? Is it when you're in like a shower in a basement? Like what? Where do you get these aha moments? Um, I think I think over it actually takes <laughs> it takes a little bit of time to to really think about it. Um, I get inspiration from a lot from Blake. Uh, he definitely speaks his mind towards me a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but things in the industry, um, I think we had two different models of company. I mean, the leather and the military side. Military side speaks a little bit to our leather industry as well. Um, yeah, I, like to, I mean, I like to sketch, and I think the funnest thing we like to do is like take a product that's modernized and say, "Where can I put leather, yeah. grass, canvas in order to make that rustic?" Mm-hmm. And add that and change the technique or something. And as well as and taking it out and using it. Yeah, because we like to be on the field as well. Yeah, definitely. So, and that's that's kind of the inspiration of the company is because we wanted products that we would use. Yeah, yeah so rather than building, just collect yeah. dust in a, in a closet or whichever. So. Right. And for the design, um, well, before you sold the company, was it just you, though, or did you, like, hire a team to help you with the design? Um, no, I mean, it was all pretty much, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the entire R&D department came for this podcast. Wow, <laughs> gold star for you. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so, now, Blake, we got a... Hot question for you. So marketing strategies or social media, tell me more about that. If you have anything going on right now or just kind of the brains behind that. Uh, Well, we had a question at lunch. Uh, Someone asked us if uh, uh, we've seen technology grow um, or change throughout just six years um, in what we've done. And Bryce had a really interesting answer in saying that social media is what's really, really changed the game. And I mean, that just sent a light bulb for me because, I mean, if I if I was continuing to run the company and we were looking at budget and, like, where to allocate resources and all that, in marketing, I would say 95% goes to the Facebook, or goes to social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Um, yeah. Bang for your buck, the ability to track, you know, is what you're doing working type stuff, you know, versus TV, commercial, print ad, all that. Um I say social media is the, the opportunities are endless and the creativity is is endless. I mean, it, it, I think the the true winners are the guys that are manipulating it in the right way to maximize the return to their company. Mm-hmm. How um, do you track if it's successful? Like, is it per click? That- yeah, I mean, it's an interesting deal. Like, I mean, you can track back on your analytics from, uh, say, if you throw content out there, a picture of a bag or something, say, hey, click on this, use this code, whichever. I mean, you could do the code thing where they got to go in and get 10% off using the code, and you'll know mm-hmm. where that came from. But, uh, you know, getting more creative, you can basically put a widget into your analytics that you can, once they click on it, it will show start to finish what they did once they went to your website. If wow. they purchased, then you know that I spent 13 cents to target this person, they clicked on it, and to sell that bag for $330 cost me 13 cents. Man. So the key is getting that conversion rate down to where, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, we're working with Google on uh, pay-per-click, you know, search engine type stuff, and the conversion rate was like $40, $50 on, at some points, which is bad. Um, but you go to, you know, social media where people are going every day and always going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get into the 10 15 $0.20 cent, you know, per conversion type deal, and that that stuff just really intrigues me, blows my mind, and 
I have a newfound respect for Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about Snapchat at all? Like maybe getting in on that or? Well, that's that's the other. Uh, um, you're looking at the entire marketing and social media department. Yeah. Um, well, prior to our, our acquisition, <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't understand the Snapchats, and so we just never went into it. Okay, um, you need a girl. Oh, it's know. a new one. Oh. I mean, and that's <laughs> okay. a thing now, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. all the kids are doing it. Yep. I think my dad just got one, so yeah, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, we're over here on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. 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 Trying to push up to, yeah. But, you know, um, I think it's all interesting for sure. Yeah, well, earlier it was mentioned that, you know, being an entrepreneur isn't just fun and games and luxury. Like, there's there's more to it behind the scenes. Um, what are some of the effects that being an entrepreneur has had on your personal lives? Maybe with family, friends, your spouse, mm -hmm. your pets, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone talks about the stress of, of an entrepreneurship. And then we were talking about it earlier is, is the ability to turn turn everything off. Turn everything off, go home, see the kids. And enjoy it, or just go, even when you go on vacation, enjoying vacation to the fullest. Yeah, that's probably that's one of the toughest parts, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's turning it off is the hardest for me. I think I was talking in the first class, like, you know, when I push the button on my iPhone, the first place that my phone goes is to the mailbox. Like, I want to know, and I probably checked it three minutes ago, and I'm refreshing, want to know what's wow. going on. I mean, that's mm -hmm. all day, every day. You, I mean, you become a zombie to it, and I think being able to you know, turn the switch off at five. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen for me. I mean, I don't know how it could, um, you know, win or lose. And, like, vacation, I wouldn't know how to do it. Like, I mean, during... <laughs> What's a vacation? It, it, it is. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't have known how to how to go and just be like, all right, for a week, I'm not answering anything, doing anything. And the few times that I think I ever did, I would come back, and it was like the entire world turned upside down. Not good or bad, just so much had happened in the span of five work days that I was just like, I'll never catch up to this. Did wow. your family continue to support you though with the company or were they like getting bitter at all that like they couldn't hang out with you guys because you guys were always working or did they really just understand that? Oh dude, that was the, the thing I brought it up many times before. If your spouse, if mom is not good with it, it, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> you could have cold fusion in a bottle and if mom is not good with it, don't even try. <laughs> um, and I mean, incredibly supportive. Um, she was bitter, she would get bitter, like, when it'd be like, can you just put the phone down and go, you know, just have fun, do something, yeah. and I'd be like, you don't understand, and she'd be like, actually, I do, because we, this is all we talk about, and I'd be like, okay, mm -hmm. well, you know, but, um, she was very supportive, I mean, and the support of your family is huge, because if you've got yeah. that in the back of your mind that you're also having to prove it to your spouse or whatever, that this can work, that's another war that you have to, you have to fight. Okay. Yeah, how do y'all cope with that? How do y'all know when to stop? Because, I mean, this is workaholics right here. It's no, no. insane. It's nonstop. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, obviously our spouses tell us. It's a 12-step <laughs> process. They yeah. make you stop. <laughs> they, make, yeah. they don't tell you, they make you yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, honestly, now that we're employees helping transition the business into this new company, um, that's probably been the biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. I, I think the first two or three weeks right after the acquisition, I mean, it was straight, it was almost like Bryce and I broke up because I'd call him and be like, do you just feel like you're in trouble? And he'd be like, dude, like you have no idea, like I've been feeling like that for a long time. And I, I mean, you just walk around with this looming in the back of your mind, I'm not doing something, I'm not worrying yeah. about something. And man, that was tough. Um, 
But the nice thing, you know, when we did own it, as far as turning it off, it, I mean, there was a, it was always there. And so you really didn't have the option. Yeah, so does the entrepreneur PTSD ever go away? Dude, I don't know. I'll let you know. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so how is being a Christian, how's, how is it being a Christian in the business world? Like, does it conflict with practices? Do, do y'all have to, do y'all feel, I don't know, vulnerable sometimes to people who don't have ethics? How does that work for y'all? No, I think, well, I think just, just to the Christian part of I it, mean, Blake calls it God ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think we've been around, if not for our faith and what what he's brought to us uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, I th- I, there's some turns in the road that shouldn't have been there, but they were for some mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've said before that, like, you know, in the beginning when you start your business and you hang the sign, you know, you're praying for wealth and fortune and, yeah. you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then once you get into a little bit of reality, you pray that you can, you know, my prayer was I led everybody here because I felt a responsibility to it. And I was like, just let us get out alive. Like, that's all I pray for. Mm-hmm. You're doing um, a lot more than that, though. Yeah. You guys are, your company is great. Well, it, it, you know, in the early stages, I mean, you just didn't know. And, um, you know, to that, my wife, thank God, is a good you know, Christian woman and I mean, she would tell me every time that I doubted myself, she would say, uh, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, just having that on the backside of it. Because, uh, I mean, I had, you know, Sarah and wife, two kids, in the middle of this, and I felt so responsible. And I'd see, you know, my peers out there, I'm 34, you know, people are starting to go up the corporate ladder, they're starting to get successful, they're buying bigger houses, they're doing all that. And I'm still scratching out, you know, and grinding to be an entrepreneur. And I was just like, man, my family deserves better. I can't let this fail. I got to get after this. And when I, you know, just sit there and be like, Sarah, I don't know if this is worth it. Um, you know, she'd be like, this is what God wants us to do. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And to have that foundation, like basically having your, you know, your spine, your back, you know, to go into work every day and take chances and do stuff, incredibly instrumental for me. Because and Sarah had a we had a birthday party for her the other day, but. I mean, I told her, you know, I said, man, if it wasn't for you, like, I would have quit, quit a long time ago. Yeah. Like, she was your motivation because so. you knew you had to support your family. Well, she kept me on the path. And, I mean, you know, having a, a fellow, being married to a fellow Christian, it's like, look, this is what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. What were some of those God winks that you had? Um, You know, one of the biggest ones was um, we had a, a or the one I always remember is we had an investor, um, we were, I mean, cash poor, big time. And I was actually going to have to go back to work overseas in order to um, help fund the company and get it through the tough times. But we had an investor looking at it as well with a lot of strings, a lot of performance-based initiatives, all that, and he was going to take a ton of equity. We would have lost the company on it. Um, and uh, it was all contingent on getting a certain purchase order um, from a customer. And we knew it was coming, we just didn't know when. Oh. Well, I went ahead and said, we're not doing that. Like, I'm going to go back overseas. And we had a long talk at our, our dinner table about, you know, who's going to do what and all that. It was a tough decision. And the day that I went to go tell this guy, like, we're done. And I think the next day I was leaving out or something like that. Uh, we got that P.O. And that, it was it was kind of like one of those deals. It was like, if we made the ethical, if we didn't, if we didn't try to get it for free, if we didn't give away the company in order to get there and all that kind of stuff, if we, if we put the work in, 
you know, kind of one of the, if he brings it to it, to it, he'll, he'll bring it through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I got from it. Was was that? Um, and I mean, you know, to see that PO go in there, which we could then take to a bank and say, look, we've got this that we have to do. Can we get a loan to help get through this? All that. That was huge for me. That's so cool you guys can see God throughout your business. And you're blessing so many people every year with your business, your workers, your family. Yeah. <clears throat> so we just want to say from Maker Minds, thank you <laughs> so, so much <laughs> for making it out here today and squeezing us into your hectic, productive, busy schedule. We really appreciate it, and we wish you guys the best of luck with your family, your business, and just life in general. So thank you. Thank oh, you. It was a pleasure, absolutely. Yeah, for sure.